Welcome to Hello Accountability. We're your hosts, Brittany Holloway and Alicia Mitchell. We're two moms serving our families in completely different seasons of life who understand the value of spending time daily in God's word. Our hope for this podcast is to welcome accountability into our personal lives and introduce our listeners to how fulfilling and simple daily fellowship with the Lord can be. Hello and welcome to episode six of Hello Accountability. I'm Alicia Dawn. And I'm Brittany Dawn. And we're so glad you joined us this week. So Brittany, what's your week been like? Um, well, work finally settled down a little bit. There was a lot of fires and I put them out eventually. Oh. Not by myself. I don't do very much by myself. <laughs> um, but IT is a bunch of people collaborating together. But yes. My kids are still a little wild. But, you know, we're managing. Enjoying the summer still. They're enjoying bugs and dirt and ices and popsicles and swimming. Yeah, I held Benji's ice cream for a little bit last night for him. While it melted. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was privileged. And then he wanted it back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he dropped it in the dirt and then ate it. Well, there he's building some good immunity he has all the mu- immunity for sure. <laughs> He's so gross. Kids are gross, man. Oh, they are, but it's all part of that natural, like, you know, selection. Exploration. <laughs> yeah, natural selection, too. <laughs> That's how you determine who's going to keep living. That's right. Exactly. At one time, Evan licked the handrail at Disneyland, and I was <laughs> like, well, either he lives forever or he won't make it home. I'm not sure which is going to happen because. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him sick before. Not really, except for Bell's palsy, but that's not really, you know, sick. (laughs) It's sick, but not sick. (laughs) But, yep, so good week. Um, Getting ready for, we're going on a little mini vacation this weekend for the 4th. Oh, fun. So just going to have some family time and then come home for the 4th of July, which here is a jam-packed, fun-filled day, and I'm so excited. It's a big day. But. So what about you? How are you doing? You've had surgery. You're now recovering. Right. I'm recovering. I'm about, let's see, day 11, 10 or 11. I don't know. I've lost track, but I'm feeling really pretty good. Yesterday, I kind of pushed myself a little little too far and felt kind of rotten afterward. But for the most part, I feel pretty good. Um, watched a lot of like period dramas. That's kind of like my jam that is your jam (laughs) and on normal circumstances but especially when I'm feeling peakish I'll use a word that they use but (laughs) when I'm feeling bad I I like to watch things from before 1900 and enjoy enjoy that so um I told you before we started recording I was going to tell you about a fun surprise that we had at our house last night the boys were hanging out in our family room which is in the back of our house and there's a big picture window there and my husband and I were in our bedroom and Alex, our oldest came to the door and he's like, Hey mom, dad, you need to come out here. There's two baby raccoons. And so we went out to the family room and there was these little sweet raccoons peeking their heads, like looking in the window at us with their little paws on the window, like let us in. And then they were climbing the vines that are on the window. They were so cute. I just wanted to like, snuggle them and then did you keep them well we can't find them this morning which my dad reminded me the third grade teacher that they're nocturnal 
So. Oh, they're sleeping. <laughs> they're sleeping. I was like, I know that. Yeah. I knew that. And then my husband's like, you know, they have rabies and <laughs> you really want to have shots in your stomach. And I'm like, no, I don't. Um, especially now. Yeah. So, yeah, especially right now. So, uh, I haven't seen them, but I'm excited. I hope I get to see them again. Um, Evan, our youngest, was sleeping, I guess, in the back room last night because it's cooler down there in the summer. And, um, he said about one forty-five this morning they showed up again and they were like tapping on the window and anyway. Oh, cute. Yeah, and our dogs are acting like it's no big deal, which is weird because they see like a string blow across the yard and they freak out. So they didn't want me to come into your house. Mm, they're protective of. They were going to eat me. Not really us, but just their their location. Yeah, they like their back room. Yeah, they wouldn't bite you, but they would. They act mean, but they're not mean. But they act mean. So. I mean, I saw an armadillo yesterday, but oh. I didn't feel the same way about it. You didn't want to take it home? No. no. Again, I thought it was a giant rat. They basically are with a shell. And then I was like, oh, no, that has a shell. So, We're not in New Mexico. Why are there armadillos? <laughs> That's so funny. I've never seen an armadillo in New Mexico. <laughs> I don't know if but they I've live. I've seen a lot in Oklahoma. <laughs> I just think that they live in the desert. It, they, it does feel like they should live in the desert, like. Texas or I know that's not the desert but yeah where it's hot and dry <laughs> like Arizona geography is not, not our strong no 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 you can always win against me at Trivial Pursuit with that but <laughs> you can win against me in anything well, in Trivial Pursuit that's me too and that's why I team up with my husband and that, that's why I team up with Brian see yeah I think we've had a few rounds so so um that's some fun stuff in our life what if not that the what your Bible reading, what you're reading in the Bible isn't fun too. I don't mean that, but especially this week, because you kind of gave me a little preview. What are you studying this week? I am studying about Balaam, which there is some fun in there. There's mm-hmm. a talking donkey, which again, could be a reference to Shrek, but it unfortunately <laughs> is not. Call um, back to episode one. <laughs> but it's just been interesting. Um, you know, the Israelites before here had they've gone through and they've kind of defeated some people and they're they've come to the edge of Moab and there's this guy who's the king of Moab who is like afraid that these people the Israelites remember they're 600,000 they're going right. to come through they're going to destroy them just by walking through eating all of their food and just destroying their roads so he calls for this um prophet named Balaam and um he's um, noted as a wicked, but not a false prophet. Oh. So he hears from God, but he has some wicked tendencies, which I just find interesting. Hmm. Um, because when I think of a prophet, I don't think of um, like having wicked tendencies. I would, in my mind, I'm very black and white. Like if you're wicked, God doesn't speak to you. Like cut right. that off. But <laughs> yeah, so it's just, that's been something hmm. I've been pondering on this week. You know, God knew his heart, um, and he continues to speak to him in different ways. Um, but so um, Balak summons Balaam, um, and Balaam won't go because he um, is told by God not to go. Um, and I'm going to try to sum this up because, and I will probably mess some of it up. So always fact check my reading your Bible. <laughs> yeah. um, but same. they come back to try to get him to come again. And um, God tells him, if they ask you in the morning, then you can go with them. And instead, 
Balaam gets up in the morning and just goes with them. And so he's mm. riding on his donkey and his donkey sees an angel that Balaam can't see. And so he, he stops three different times. One time he even like lays down and, you know, Balaam's hitting his donkey. He's being <laughs> very aggressive with him. And, you know, obviously the donkey talks because why wouldn't he talk <laughs> right. I, I don't know such a crazy story it I is love such it. a crazy story yeah it's one of my um, favorites which obviously it's the lord speaking to balaam kind of through the donkey sure um, but it's i need to find where he said um the donkey says what have i done to you that you have struck me these three times and balaam said to the donkey because you have made a fool of me I wish I had a sword in my hand, for then I would kill you. And the donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey, on which you have ridden all your life long to this day? Is it my habit to treat you this way? And he said no. Then the Lord opened his eye, opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way with his drawn sword in hand, and he bowed down and fell on his face. And so, you know, Balaam realizes it's, the Lord who's trying to stop him from going on this journey. Mm. And he realizes his sin and he decides to, that he, I'll just turn back and God says, no, you can go, um, you know, go, go talk to this guy. And the, the king of Moab is just such an interesting guy. He really wants Balaam to curse the Israelites. That's the whole reason for bringing oh, Balaam. Wow. So he can curse them because he's afraid. Right. And so he gives um, Balaam the opportunity to curse him and, Balaam says that he will only say the the word that God gives him. Um, and God does tell him, but speak only the word that I tell you. And Balaam will repeat that over and over again several times. I can only give you what God has told me. So it's just kind of interesting that he had this deviance, but he's still trying to follow with only, will only say the words that God tells him. Right. So I just kind of looking at that was just interesting mm-hmm. um but ba- Balak you know is just he's angry with Balaam because he keeps telling him he's cursing the people he or he's blessing the people he wants him to curse like Balaam says I'm telling you the words from the Lord and you know he only wants to hear what he wants to hear and he wants to use God's word against his people um, so I kind of summed it up this way. Uh, Balak wanted the Lord to bless him and his land and then to curse the Israelites and wherever they were mm. going to be. Um, you know, Balaam kept saying what the Lord said. Um, it ends up being three or four different times. Um, he just wanted to hear what he wanted to be true, even if Balaam would have told him what he wanted to hear. If he would have lied, it wouldn't have been true. Right. He could have pretended and blessed his people and cursed the Israelites, but that mm. would have been a lie because that was not what God had said. So I don't know um, what he was hoping to get from that. Right. Um, and really I had a lot of application from that in my life. Just like, am I seeking the truth? Like if I'm mm. asking people like, Hey, come in and speak into my life. Am I really wanting them to speak truth or am I hoping that they're going to affirm what I want them to say? Oh, Yeah, I think we're all guilty of that from time to time, for sure. And I mean, honestly, like doing this podcast is really stretched. Like, am I really seeking wisdom and counsel Mm. or am I wanting someone just to affirm? And so I've really had to be careful about the words I'm allowing to be spoken to me regarding that. Um, 
So are we just seeking out confirmation on what we're already wanting to do, what we've already decided or set oh, our hearts to do? Right. And so that's been what I've been wrestling with this week. Uh, or am I telling people what they want to hear mm. instead of really seeking the Lord and being cautious with my words? I fall. I, that's like, I'm the velvet friend. You are a velvet friend. <laughs> I'm not seeing paper. Like, you want to hear the soft side? Let me give it to you. And thankfully, but... I have two friends that are very opposite. You know, I have a friend who's very sandpaper and you're very Mm -hmm. velvet. And I, you know, really speak to both of you in almost all situations to make sure I'm getting both sides. Right. And I think that's important. Um, But, you know, I just was thinking, you know, Balaam shared the words that God gave him. And while Balaam was a prophet and he heard from God and we can hear from God too, I think we have to be careful with the words we do share. The, The scripture and God's word, that's where we get God's god's word you know the words of god that we're sharing and so the truth that we need to be seeking for others and our own lives should be from the bible which is Mm -hmm. why we're here Mm -hmm. you know to talk about how we read the bible and you know this was a, a wonky week i only got through i think three chapters in six days just because of well inconsistency in life and um just kind of really you know taking into the into my own life when I was reading, like really analyzing, because I felt like this text applied to me more than some of the other stuff. That's great. And I I love how you didn't just like, okay, this is my personality. I would have just gotten so like caught up on the donkey stuff (laughs) that I would not have like pulled all the important like jewels out of there. Like the donkey was just a tool to like continue the story on, like to show that progression of, yeah, you know, following. I do want to say, though, I love how the donkey talks to him, Balaam. And then he's like, do you want me to hit you with my sword? That would not be my response if an animal talked no, to me. I think I'd be all. like, well, what? You know, no, I'd Why are you faint or whatever. Yes. But it was like it was an everyday thing for him. Like, just be quiet. I'm going to hit you with my sword. <laughs> but I do love that application of are we listening to what God wants us, you know, what God's wanting us to hear. Are we listening to the world, you know? And it's so hard to like block out the other voices so hard, you know? It is. I mean, they're everywhere. Social media is, yeah. I mean, how many times do you pick up your phone in a day? Right. I hate looking at like my time spent. (laughs) Now, 50% of it's on bubble pop, but anyway, that's (laughs) It's summertime. Mine is but. one of those coloring apps that you tap the num- number, so that's color like by a, number. That's a mindfulness yeah. thing. You're just like, yeah, that's you're what relaxing, I keep telling saying You're relaxing. But that's a great word. I think that, and also, right, are we listening? Are we hearing what people, are we hearing what God's saying through other people? Or are we trying to manipulate it to what we want, our own desires? Yeah. And the manipulation will continue. I I did try to research a little bit about Balaam, and we'll find out more from him uh, and what he continues to, and Mm. how his wickedness continues. Um, But that's for the future. Okay. Awesome. But so what about you? You're back in James? Back in James. Still in James. Still in James. Still in James. I finished out chapter three this week um, with wisdom. And it was chapter three verses, uh, let's see, uh, 13 through 18. 
And it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but it is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. So again, I mean, we've talked about this, the fact that James is about wisdom, um, trying to impart uh, godly wisdom on new believers, um, a good way, you know, ways for them to live their lives and to follow Christ. Um, I like that he starts out in verse 13 talking like about meekness and wisdom because i don't feel like those are two things that we often put together you know no, not normally you know when i think of wisdom i think of like well educated well traveled you know lived a very full life but when we address meekness of wisdom what does that mean and so i think um verses 14 and 16 go on to show us what wisdom without meekness looks like and then he pulls it back around to what wisdom with meekness looks like so oh yeah the three things bitter jealousy selfish ambition um like hypocrisy those things and these are earthly and then he goes on he's like unspiritual and demonic and i like to i kind of like to imagine when i'm reading scripture how someone would be saying it during that time if they were like reading to somebody or explaining it to somebody. So I feel like James or the author James was like, you know, um, earthly wisdom, it, these are earthly things. And people are like, oh yeah. He's like, no, let me, let me try and impart on you what I'm trying to say. They're unspiritual. And they're like, yeah, right. No, we get it. And they're like, no, he's like, it's demonic. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like this progression of, you know, no, like, let me tell you how serious it is to seek wisdom from anybody, but God. And, um, so I, I really liked that progression in the, na- you know, when he was talking about the negative part of it um, to really, I think, get the attention that, you know, it's not just like, oh, if I'm seeking worldly wisdom, it's just of the world. No, it's like you're literally seeking it from the enemy of Christ is what you're doing at that point, you yeah. know, and when it puts it in that perspective, it's like, oh, okay, I need to, you know, really think on these things. Um, It's, you know, all good and fine to know what we shouldn't be doing, but it's also important to know what we should replace that with. And so that's what James goes on to say. Um, So you think about like, I thought about this example as I was doing it. You know, if you are eating a Big Mac and fries every night for dinner, it's not healthy, most likely. Right. Probably not. I think there's yeah. a movie about it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, there is, <laughs> I think. Um, but you don't just stop eating dinner because you've been eating something unhealthy. You replace it with something that will fuel your body. Right. You know, so James is saying, these are the things that are not good for you, but let me show you what to replace those with. Um, so like number one, purity completely covered in Christ without hint of our humanness, like completely pure. Number two, peaceful without strife. Um, then the list goes on to gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial and sincere. And righteousness comes from sowing peace and the purity comes from sowing peace as well. So peace was definitely a um, 
kind of that common thread that all those other things could come from. And, you know, I was thinking, of course, about today's society. We always, well, in third grade, we teach when you read text, you think, okay, text to self, like, how does this text apply to me? Or have I experienced something with the text before? Text to text, text to other books or things I've read. Um, and text to world, what am I seeing out in the world that applies to what I'm reading too? We do that with all genres in the classroom. And I think the same thing with scripture a lot of times. Like I hold it up against like, what am I seeing in the world that goes with this? And, um, you know, we live in a society where everyone is looking for answers, reasons, understanding. And I think James is really good at laying out how to understand the wisdom from above because we're everyone's searching for wisdom. They're like, whether they know they're searching for wisdom, they're searching for an answer right. to so many things. And it's not about staying in our little contained box, our little bubble of life of ideas and never addressing the outside world. But it's about, you know, our, how are we interacting with others? You know, am I approaching um, interactions with others and with the world to have my desires or earthly ideas supported, or am I doing it um, with the steps of mind of peace, gentleness, open to reason, full of mercy, good fruits, impartial, sincere? Am I doing it to seek true wisdom? Right. You know, which it's so funny how it's not funny how God works this out. I mean, obviously He did, but like what you read this week, seeking wisdom and hearing what is true rather than what we want to hear. Right. You know, and um, I feel like that's where my leading read this week too. Yeah. Like, am I hearing what I want to hear? Or am I hearing true wisdom? If, if what I'm hearing is covered in these attributes, then I can take that back to the word and compare it. And a lot of times I'll see that like this, this is, you know, a, a great way of, of how God wants us to, to live our lives, you know, and I'm definitely not perfect at it. I mean, like we all, you know, strife can be exciting and fun and thrilling, but terrible. And it feeds off time. of each other. If you start striving, and I think it's mm-hmm. a cousin to motivation, you know, like if you start on a project mm-hmm. and you get going, right, you keep going. Well, if you start striving, you're like, well, this is the only way to get things done. So I got to keep striving. Yes, exactly. But it's interesting, you say when you were talking about wisdom with meekness and without meekness, I was just thinking about first Kings and Solomon because I'm studying mm-hmm. that on Sunday mornings. Yeah. Sure. And Solomon was wise, mm. but he didn't have meekness and it, yeah. it ended up, well, he didn't end on good terms with the Lord at the right. end. And Absolutely. And I think we need to not, and I think this is where it falls with Solomon, you know, meekness doesn't mean that we don't have an authority because we do have an authority through what Christ has given us. But yeah. if we're seeking that authority from a worldly standpoint or to be right or to be noticed or that like oh this is going to be i'm going to post this meme i found on facebook and it's going to change everybody's minds i just know <laughs> it like like if that's what we're doing then that's seeking worldly wisdom and i'm not no. saying this to for condemnation of of anybody i'm just saying like we have to be aware of that i have to be aware of that you know yeah, we all do and i think it's a continual awareness and just like you said james was very adamant like no this can lead to demise or yeah I don't know the word he right. said well it can lead to a break and like 
well, the church they were trying to form it can, in relationships and, you know, leading others into fellowship with, with Christ and, um, you know, just where does your wisdom come from? So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I like how it all tied up. I do too. Man, God's cool. He is. He's pretty amazing. Pretty cool. So, well, I think we kind of wrapped it up for the day. I do too. Some good thoughts. Um, you want to pray for us? Sure. Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time together with Brittany as we open your word, Lord. And we just want to just say how amazing you are, how you tie our individual studies together, Lord, that you uh, give us this time to break it apart. And then you show yourself so directly through it, Lord. Help us to seek you for wisdom. Help us to seek you for understanding in these complicated days of things that we don't understand. and hurting hearts and hurting lives, Lord. And we just ask that you would um, just help us to be a light and to help others be drawn, not to us, but to you through what we say and how we live, Lord, um, and how we love you. Lord, we do love you and we thank you for this day. And again, I thank you for this time. It's your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on Hello Accountability. We pray that today has been an encouragement to you. And we would love if you would join us on our Facebook group if you are looking for some accountability. That's why it's there, um, just so you can come and find accountability for your daily time, maybe share your experiences, and we hope to see you there.